0: And learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional.
1: Hey, y'all, thanks for tuning in for session 336 of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. We'll get right into our conversation after a word from our sponsors.
0: Introducing our new Therapy for Black Girls holiday gift collection. Our new ensemble of drinkware, totes, journals, and sweaters were made to remind you of the importance of centering your mental health. Purchase your TBG gifts at therapyforblackgirlscom shop. Happy holidays, y'all. Remember to take good care and give good gifts. I've seen quite a few videos on social media recently of young women soliciting help in finding the perfect dress for graduation. Might I suggest you add Macy's to your list? They have lots of options for dresses that will transition perfectly from under your gown to that incredible dinner with family after the ceremony. Check out options from brands like On 34th, Michael Kors, DKNY, and many more. Shop at Macy's.com or in store. You may have heard that most people who are black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Buying your first car can make you feel like a superstar, as it's a big purchase, but it can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit intuit.com, I N T U I T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. My name is Zaria Taylor,
1: and I am a sophomore, documentary filmmaking major, and philosophy minor attending the Spelman College. You've likely heard my questions, read my show notes, and listened to podcast episodes that I've pitched. Since the beginning of this summer, I have been the TBG podcast production intern. As an intern, I was tasked to pitch and produce a TBG podcast episode from start to finish. What you're about to hear is a project that represents the culmination of everything I've learned from the wonderful TBG team during my time as an intern. You're in for a treat. Can you think of a time when your nerdy interests were healing for you? It could be that comfort anime that always brings your spirits up, the video game you play when you want to escape the world, or that time when you knew you looked good as hell, cosplaying at a convention with your besties. To chat with TBG about all things fandom and wellness, Dr. Joy is joined today by author, world builder, and nerdy creator, Jackie A. Jackie is a vocal supporter of mental health awareness and self-care amongst Black women advocating for those suffering from depression and social anxiety. In her fiction work, she writes about women with the surrealist, magical touch. Some of the themes that came up in today's conversation include how to cultivate a community within fandom spaces, the importance of showing up as one's true nerdy self, and the ways in which our favorite games and TV shows can make talking about mental health issues more accessible. If something resonates with you while enjoying today's conversation, please share it on social media using hashtag TBG in session, or you can join us in the sister circle to talk about the episode. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. Here's our conversation.
0: You so much for joining me today, Jackie.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) Very excited to chat with you. So we are tapping into our Black Girl nerd bag today. And I want to hear from you: like, what is your earliest memory of nerding out to something? Was there a particular movie, a comic? What was your first nerd experience?
2: I would definitely say Sailor Moon. (laughs) Watching Sailor Moon with my older brother. We shared a bunk bed. He was super into Power Rangers. He was super into like Pokemon, Digimon, and all of that. And so I would just be under my blanket watching along with him and being in awe of all of the colorful images on the screen, the powerful women, the magic. I loved it. So yeah, that's my earliest memory.
0: And any particular character on Sailor Moon?
2: Oh, of course, the main girl, Usagi. Uh, <laughs> I definitely relate to her because she is a crybaby, but she still manages to save the day. And so it's very inspiring to me as somebody who has intense social anxiety that I can go cry in a bathroom and still come out and like slay. So
0: (laughs) love it. Love it. So you mentioned that your brother was a fan of the genre as well, but was there any particular response that you got from your family when you expressed more interest in kind of these nerdier, maybe more fringe things? Yeah.
2: No, not at all. My parents are both Nigerian immigrants. So for them, everything was new. So me watching my weird cartoons, it wasn't anything weird to them because everything was new to them. <laughs> and so they've always kind of encouraged me to like, lean into my interests, which I know is different for a lot of first-generation Nigerian kids. But yeah, my parents have always pretty much been, especially my mom, pretty supportive of whatever weird ideas I come up with (laughs) or whatever weird things that I indulge in.
0: Nice. So you mentioned Sailor Moon was one of your favorites. Are there others that you feel like you really related to, especially as a younger person?
2: Okay. So I can actually speak to ones I relate to now as an adult i don't know i find more inspiration in anime now when i was a kid i was like oh yeah keep, keep fighting but now <laughs> i actually just wrote about this in my newsletter i have a newsletter i sent out weekly called diary of a sad black girl where i talk about like healing after hustling and everything like that and i just spoke about one piece it's a show about pirates and you would think where are you getting inspiration from this show right But the main character, Lucy, he's like, I want to be the king of the pirates. And he is so inspirational in his chasing after his goals and inspiring others to chase after their goals, too, even when they directly oppose him. And so I'm like, that is the kind of person, the kind of spirit that I want to embody. It's just that person who keeps trying and keeps going even after failure or even after people try to hold you back or even after being like ridiculed, which a lot of nerds are probably used to. And so I'd say right now, one piece is inspiring me the most
0: okay i love that and you know i do feel like that is a part of the draw for a lot of people in anime like it definitely feels like they're able to take lessons and apply to their own life or there's something the character is going through and it makes them rethink things about their own life so i appreciate you sharing that and for anybody who's looking for new things to watch i'm sure they want to check out one piece so jackie where are people watching anime are you watching it like mostly online
2: oh yeah for sure Crunchyroll, Funimation, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max. You can pretty much watch anime anywhere now. Back in the day, it was only like *Tsunami* on Cartoon Network at a certain time. But now, like, anime is right at our
0: fingertips everywhere. Got it. Okay, perfect, perfect. So in addition to being a fan of all of these shows, you are also an author. I and mean, so you authored the Nigerian manga series adorned by Chi. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about what inspired you to write, especially in this genre where you're not typically seeing a lot of Black authors.
2: Yeah. So what inspired me was I was constantly seeing myself in characters who didn't look like me, which isn't a problem because I still identify with characters like Usagi from Sailor Moon or Luffy from One Piece. But I just thought, like, what is stopping me from making characters that look like me and the people I know that we can relate to, too, in a genre that we all love? And so that, along with wanting to explore my own Nigerian heritage, mix it all together, that's how I came up with The Chi. Even though I've been a writer not publicly, but like <laughs> i've been a writer since i was a kid and so i was always interested in storytelling so it was like three things i love which is storytelling anime and manga and my nigerian culture and representation so i could score things and then also each character was inspired by people that i know in my personal life the main character also has social anxiety you have characters dealing with abandonment issues and grief and everything like that. I always try to mold in, bake in mental health talk and exploration and everything that I do. I didn't even know I was doing it <laughs> when I was writing, but now I'm consciously aware that this is something that I like care about is talking about these issues.
0: So I know that you are also in school to become a therapist. So with your experience in the mental health field, you just talked about like having to write characters that experience things like social anxiety and abandonment. Can you talk a little bit about what that experience is like writing from that angle? Cathartic.
2: It is comforting. I enjoy discussing things that I've been through, things that people I love and care about have been through, and even things that I've learned. And like, I want people to feel seen through the characters that I create, but I also want to give people like the tools and coping mechanisms to deal with the issues at hand too. And so even though I'm not licensed yet, but it is the goal. <laughs> I try to do what I can with what I know through fiction.
0: Nice, nice. So we've talked to other guests here on the podcast about Black girls and Black women in nerdy spaces, and we know that it is not always the most hospitable environment for Black Mm -hmm. women and girls. Can you talk a little bit about what your experience has been as you've been the leader in the field and have hosted events? What kinds of experiences have you had and how did you find your voice as a Black woman in the field?
2: So with my experience. Luckily, because I cultivated a community of like kind, caring, and empathetic people, I tend to avoid those kind of super toxic vibes. But I see that they're there. And I see that people in my circles are highly affected by it. There's a lot of misogyny. There is a lot of racism. A lot of these characters do not look like us. But when we try to engage and cosplay and have fun. You have people saying you can't do that because you're Black, you know, (laughs) and things like that, or you don't really like this stuff because you're a woman. And so I've dealt with some of the misogyny, being a nerdy woman and engaging with men in the space. But for the most part, I stick to... (laughs) who I call my magical girls, my magical girl gang, where we talk about feelings and fiction and magic and it's safe over
0: here. (laughs) Can you say a little bit more about how you went about creating that community or finding spaces that were more affirming?
2: Yeah. So I think it has to do with a lot of what I personally talk about. Like I was saying earlier, I talk and write about mental health. I talk and write about things like grief and coping and things like that. And so when people enter into my space, they already know that this is a space where we can talk about deeper issues in a safe environment. And so I think just kind of like wearing what you're about on your chest kind of helps because I find that super toxic people find my to be boring because <laughs> there is no room for that over here. And I do hope that over time with more exposure and more like events, like there's an event called DreamCon that's all about Black nerds and it's very lit. Everybody loves it. It's growing exponentially. I feel like the more we all engage with each other, the less the misogyny and the racism will exist. I hope. Fingers crossed.
1: But yeah. More from our conversation after the break.
0: Attention all last-minute shoppers. Just a reminder that Mother's Day is May 12th. And if you're like me, you're still trying to figure out the perfect gift for the amazing moms in your life. But no worries. Macy's has got you covered. They've got gift guides to make shopping a breeze. Whether you're looking for the perfect pieces for your fashionista mom or for your best friend who's celebrating her very first Mother's Day this year. You can shop by price, by category and they even have specialty lists to help focus you even more like a list for the mom who has it all and a list of items that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted right now some of this year's hottest items include digital picture frames and polaroid cameras with the help of their gift guides i'm sure you'll find just the right thing head on over to macy's.com/giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Farm is the opposite. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help educate in financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something they care deeply about. They want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Forum understands that representation alone doesn't mean authenticity. That it takes a good neighbor to sponsor programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. And to fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth that to date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers. State Forum believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Forum is there. Growing up, watching media legends like Gwen Eiffel and Robin Roberts always gave me the security that stories that matter to me would be told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. So besides your magical girl gang, can you talk about any other communities where Black women might be able to find spaces that kind of foster that camaraderie?
2: Yes. So on the gaming side, there is a community called Black Girl Gamers, and I know that they are a safe space for women in gaming. Like I said, DreamCon is hosted by prominent members of the anime community. It's a collective called RDC, and I know they care a lot about creating safe spaces for women. They're men, but they see what happens with women, and I know that they've been cultivating spaces within their own spaces where women can feel safe. So. Those are the two that come tomorrow.
0: So you've talked about how kind of anime and in these spaces, you found a respite for kind of working through some of your own mental health challenges. Can you talk a little bit more about how being a part of fandoms has cultivated your mental health? I think that being able
2: to speak about mental health issues through the lens of these characters like Soggy, probably having anxiety, Luffy, Dealing with people, stomping on his dreams, I think that being a nerd kind of provides the perfect vessel to talk about these issues, but through these characters in a way that's more, I guess, digestible Accessible. for some people. Yeah, access, thank you. Accessible is the mm-hmm. word. Yeah. And so I enjoy talking about issues through the lens of my favorite characters, my favorite shows. And I find that it opens up other people when I have these discussions, too. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, I felt that way, too. Like, I've
0: gone through this, too. Can you give us some examples, Jackie, of some of the characters and shows that kind of have some of these mental health angles? Yes. Okay, so there's
2: a show called Watamote, and the main character has intense social anxiety. Like, she goes to McDonald's and can't even place an order anxiety. And I relate to that so bad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because I've gone to places where I'm stuttering and stumbling and everything over my words, where I'm shaking and sweating. I'm like, ah. So to see that in a medium that I enjoy and to see it so, like, obvious. And then also I keep circling back to One Piece, but it's the last thing I watched. <laughs> and in One Piece, the main character, I'm neurodivergent. The main character is definitely giving neurodivergent vibes to me he has a strong sense of justice he is very open-minded to people he's very very laser focused on his goal and the things that he enjoys and so I can relate to that and then there are shows like Wonder Egg Priority that deals with actually suicide where every episode the character's battle monsters that represent the mental health issues of young women who have committed suicide and so it's like you think that anime is fun and fights and adventure but there are also shows that really dive deep into different issues
0: so jackie have you seen any resources i'm curious you know like a show like that if you just stumble upon it and don't necessarily know What the content is, are there resources that you've seen that help people to kind of process what they're seeing or, you know, helps to process after they've watched?
2: No, (laughs) that would be great if there was a warning or any sort of resources after the showing. But like, no, I went in there kind of blind and I was like, oh, this is very deep. So I would definitely suggest looking up the show that you're about to watch, seeing if there's any content warnings or trigger warnings before you watch the show. Because the thing with anime is the show will look one way and then you watch it and it's totally different than what you expected. So I suggest always looking up the trigger warnings before you watch any show at all.
0: I'm wondering, Jackie, as you continue with your training to become a therapist, have you already thought about and I I can't imagine that you wouldn't like marry your interest in like these nerdier things and anime and that kind of thing with clinical practice or, you know, talking about mental health kinds of topics?
2: Yeah. When it comes to talking about mental health topics and anime and nerd stuff, I already do that, but when it comes to like marrying my professional practice with who I am in the nerd space, I've already decided to keep it separate because <laughs> I have a great fear of breaking the code of ethics or doing something wrong, maybe it's the anxiety. And so I definitely want to keep those two things separate, but I do want to take what I learned and then reflect it in my nerd content as well. So it's like keep hmm. it separate. Keep it a secret keep it private, but Mm. like still share with everybody.
0: It's interesting to hear you say that because I feel like I've seen now granted, I think the people I'm thinking of are white men. So we know that, you know, they can occupy a very different space, but I've definitely seen male therapists talk about video games and like they use that as a part of their practice and, you know, have whole groups around social anxiety and gaming and like use the game content to really, you know, kind of work through some clinical pieces. So it's interesting to hear you say that you're hoping to completely avoid that and keep it completely separate.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Not completely separate content wise, but just like, you know, how Superman has his secret identity and then he works at the Daily Bugle or wherever he works. That's how I want to be. Where I work is private, but the content, things that I learned, I will definitely mix it in with the anime and the nerd stuff. I just have to find a way to do it in a way where I feel like my license is safe. (laughs) <laughs> because something I've seen online and I, I'm sure you've seen it too is I've seen black female you know, therapists be like attacked. And so I'm like, like I wanna avoid at all
0: costs. <laughs> got it. Got it. Understandable. Understandable. So I'm curious, Jackie, at the beginning of the pandemic around how many people were soothing with Animal Crossing. Can you talk a little bit about any games or movies or cartoons or anime episodes that have been particularly soothing for you?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, Animal Crossing,
0: for sure.
2: (laughs) It's like very relaxing. But there's two things in particular. One show episode and one movie that I watch over and over again. And so for... Feelings of burnout and burnout recovery, I suggest people watch Kiki's Delivery Service. It's a Hayao Miyazaki movie about a little witch who loses her magic and she has to regain it over time. And so I relate to her because, as I said earlier in the podcast, I had to pump the brakes on everything in my life at some point because I was losing my magic and dealing with burnout. And I'm just now Getting over it. And so Kiki's Delivery Service is one of the movies that I watch to kind of inspire me and let me know that it's okay to chill and then get back to it. And then I don't know if you've heard of the show Recess. It was on Disney Channel. Yes. Yeah. There's an episode of Recess called Nobody Doesn't Like TJ. So TJ is the most popular kid in school. Everybody likes TJ. There's nobody who doesn't like him except for one kid. And so TJ spends the whole episode doing everything he can for this one kid. I think he even saves his life low key in the end. And he's like, so do you like me? You know, you like me now. Like I did all this for you. And the kid's like, no, I don't. I just don't like you. And so (laughs) that episode, like when I watched it as a kid and when I watch it now as an adult, it's inspiring because it's like, okay. You're not always gonna be liked. You can't always strive for this like idealistic, perfect. I don't even know how to describe it. Like you just won't always be liked by everybody, no matter how hard you try. And I think a lot of anxiety comes from trying to get that sense of perfection and everything like that. And so when I watched that show, I'm like, okay, even TJ was disliked. <laughs> It's okay. And sometimes it's nothing you did. Sometimes people just don't like it. So those are like my soothing pieces of media.
0: Love that. That sounds like a great watch. I'm going to have to go try to find that one. Yes. (laughs) More from our conversation
1: after the break.
0: Attention all last minute shoppers. Just a reminder that Mother's Day is May 12th, and if you're like me, you're still trying to figure out the perfect gift for the amazing moms in your life. But no worries, Macy's has got you covered. They've got gift guides to make shopping a breeze. Whether you're looking for the perfect pieces for your fashionista mom or for your best friend who's celebrating her very first Mother's Day this year, you can shop by price, by category, and they even have specialty lists to help focus you even more like a list for the mom who has it all, and a list of items that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. Right now, some of this year's hottest items include digital picture frames and Polaroid cameras. With the help of their gift guides, I'm sure you'll find just the right thing. Head on over to Macy's.com giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Forum is the opposite. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help educate in financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something they care deeply about. They want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Forum understands that representation alone doesn't mean authenticity Like a good neighbor, state form is there. Many people feel anxious when they think about finances. It can feel overwhelming, stressful, and even hopeless, especially when you're first starting out and don't know what to do. But when you have a solid financial plan in place, this anxiety turns into confidence. You can regain a sense of control over your life and improve your self-esteem. How do you build financial confidence? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. So what advice would you have for young Black girls who are interested in nerdy things but maybe afraid to express this interest?
2: I would say that you should nerd out loud because the louder you are about your interests and the things that you like, the more you become like a homing beacon for other people who think like you and feel like you. I'm a black girl, child of immigrants growing up in the middle of Kansas, like so for me to find people who were on the same wavelength as me, I thank God for the internet. And I was able to share and share and share on the internet, which is how I ended up on this podcast too, and find like minded people like me. So if you just keep being yourself, even in the midst of criticism, even in the midst of self-doubt, just keep being yourself and the people that you were supposed to vibe
0: with. Will rock with you. I love that. Thank you so much for that, Jackie. So I love it if you could share like one of your most favorite experiences from like a con that you've gone to or some kind of event that really affirmed for you that you were in the right place.
2: Definitely DreamCon. I know I've brought it up like three times now, but (laughs) I went to DreamCon last year for the first time as a civilian. Like I usually go to cons to represent my business and my brand and things like that. But last year, because I was in my season of rest, I just went for fun and it was so fun. I'm not usually one who goes to like after con parties or like connecting with people after the convention, but I put myself out there. And because of things like me and stuff like that, I usually avoid certain spaces. But at DreamCon, those spaces were so safe, so fun. And I just had a great time connecting with everybody. So I definitely suggest if you're going to go to any convention, go to that one. Perfect.
0: So I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you that I'd love for you to answer. So the first one is, what is an anime that you'd recommend to first time watchers?
2: Okay. So I would recommend Full Metal Alchemist. I think that it is a fun adventure. There's lots of deep themes. Like anime is just Teeming with Deep Things actually. <laughs> it's a short watch. I believe it's around 50 episodes, so it won't be overwhelming because I think One Piece is at a thousand now. <laughs> but Full Metal Alchemist, if you like girly things like me, of course, Sailor Moon is a great first watch. And then also, if you like superheroes, a show called Tiger and Bunny.
0: So who's a character that you haven't cosplayed as that you want to someday?
2: Hmm. Oh my gosh, Sister Knight from Watchmen. Did you watch Watchmen with Regina? I King? did. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. That's a great one. Yeah. Ever <laughs> since I saw
2: her costume, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna be Sister Knight. So <laughs> that's one.
0: Love it. What comic book or manga have you read more than once?
2: Hmm. Let's see. Snot girl. So it's not a manga, it's a comic book by the same guy, I believe, who did Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It's about a influencer named Lottie. She literally just has a problem with snot. That's why it's called Snot Girl. <laughs> it's very surreal. It's very weird. It's even hard to explain the plot, but the vibes are immaculate. So I suggest that everybody read Snot Girl. All
0: right. And what's a game you've played lately that you've really enjoyed?
2: I'm definitely a Sims 4 girlie. I love Sims 4. I love when you play on PC, you can add a bunch of modifications. So give my character social anxiety because I just kind of want to live through you for the day or you really do anything. You can raise an alien, have a vampire, the husband,
0: send forth great. (laughs) So how can people stay connected with you, Jackie? What is your website as well as any social media channels you like to share?
2: So people can check out more of me at my website, JackieA.com. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E-A-Y-E.com. If you're interested in very candid, (laughs) quote unquote, diary entries that I send out weekly, you can check out my diary of a sad Black woman. That's JackieA.SoakStack.com. I've been documenting how I've been rebuilding my life. So if you want to come on this journey with me, check it out. And I am Jackie A on all social media platforms.
0: And we talked about the Adorned by Chi book, but you have a couple of other books. Do you want to tell people about those books and where they can find them?
2: Yes. So I have The Magical Girl's Guide to Life, which is actually, like we were discussing, mixing mental health with magical girls and saving the day through self-care. I also have How to Be a Better Adult. That one is a very, very weird book, admittedly weird (laughs) book. About a young neurodivergent black woman who feels like a failed adult. And then she finds a magical handbook. Like we all wish we had an adult handbook. And she follows it to the T with disastrous results. I actually just wrapped up a Kickstarter for another book called I Live to Serve the Witch. It is a magical mystery. The very first romance I've ever written. (laughs) Because usually I'm just all about Magic and weird themes, but I took a stab at romance. So that's what I've got so far in my repertoire. So yeah, just check that out when it comes out.
0: Perfect. We'll be sure to include all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Jackie.
2: Thank you.
1: Once again, I'm so glad that Jackie was able to join me for this conversation. To learn more about her and the work she is doing, be sure to visit the show notes at therapyforblackgirls.com slash session336. And don't forget to text this episode to two of your girls right now. If you're looking for a therapist in your area, check out our therapist directory at therapyforblackgirls.com slash directory. And if you want to continue digging into this topic or just be in community with other sisters, come on over and join us in the sister circle. It's our cozy corner of the internet, designed just for Black women. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. This episode was produced by Frida Lucas, Elise Ellis, and myself, Zaria Taylor. Editing is by Denison L. Bradford.
0: Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Farm is the opposite.